which I just noticed that now that you literally said those words. You're like in the room. <laughs> Thomas is in our living room. Well, I I mean I wouldn't have noticed it until you said something. That's yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I we just have been plowing through our life, and we have not stopped long enough to say, let's go to you know uh, Willow Ridge and get our Christmas tree, you know, or Willow something. Ridge. Well, wow. well, I don't know where else to go. Home Depot. I don't know. <laughs> Kroger, the, the Kroger ones have been, they die really quick. Yeah, they've been tough. Yeah, that's pretty, what we always went to Kroger until pretty, like uh, last year. Yeah, and then we were like, we're when you go to Willow Ridge, they actually have names like they're little characters. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like one will be named Kevin, um, one's named Frosty. You know, that kind of stuff. So, um, but the fact that we don't have our tree is is putting me in remembrance of something, which is Monday night, Mister Christmas Tree. Yeah, with Young Life, and um, this is an event that Young Life does. It's it's like a silly like, it's kind of like a, <laughs> it's kind of like a beauty pageant yeah. kind of thing. But basically, we choose a guy from each class, so a freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior guy, and they go into a a Christmas competition. But instead of a beauty contest, at the end of the night, they get dressed up as if they are a Christmas tree. Yeah. This night was hosted by, by Thomas and Rob and <laughs> their names were Tommy Jingle and Bobby Bells. I, I could not remember his name. The whole no, time. I know you kept calling him something different every time. It wasn't even on purpose. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember your name. Usually that's what you do, but he introduced himself as Bobby Bells. And then you called him, you called him several different things throughout the night. Yeah. I, I just didn't remember his name, man. It's not good. Here's a question for you. When you, like round one, you had the guys introduce themselves. They walked down the red carpet. They introduced themselves. And a couple of guys, like one guy grittied down the red carpet. Yeah. One guy just was walking, and I was like, oh, man, he's not going to have any flair. And then he just did a dance that we were like, oh, man, we need to send everybody home. Yeah, this is inappropriate. <laughs> My mom was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was bad. <laughs> Jay, my son was sitting beside me on the floor, and Jay goes, dang, Marshall just dropped it. He did it <laughs> multiple times. And then he looked at me and said, did he twerk? <laughs> at Young Life? When you work with high schoolers. You yeah, you just never, never know, you never know you never what you're going to get. You need to carry a notebook around with you to write stuff like this down. Like we just, there's so many things that I know I've forgotten that I'm like, I can't believe that happened in yeah. my life. When we when we played the spelling game with Bronson Burdick, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> which, um, okay. So Why there did were, we play that game. Anyway? I don't know. Bad. That's so bad. Um, when you, so you were one of the hosts asking them questions. Were you making the questions up as you went? Uh, we briefly had a discussion beforehand. It was like, here's, here's four ideas, but I forgot. So you saw me spinning my wheels for a minute. Like, Oh gosh, I don't remember. And then I had to, I had to just like, I had to, you know. You asked, uh, what was the question that you asked Ray Ray? It didn't have anything to do with Christmas. Oh, what is your go-to in a convenience store? No. Wasn't that it? No. What was it? How, what what led him to say honey buns? No, he asked, he said if, uh, Rob asked him oh. if Santa needed a snack to power oh, through. That's what it was. I thought he it was just like said honey buns. <laughs> And it was like, hey, give me like a 30-second answer. It's a pageant answer. You need yeah. an answer and a, and a reason why. Braden crushed it. Didn't yeah. get any credit for it because yes. he, he, he literally, he was fantastic. And then the next guy, one-word answer. Next yes. guy, honey buns. 
You're just like, yeah. And then it was like, give okay, me some to work with. Tell me why honey buns. Yeah. And he was just like, honey buns are the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he said. It was pretty funny though. Yeah. And, um, and then like either you or Bobby Bell's followed up with, all right, tell us one thing about yourself. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and Ray Ray just goes, I like honey buns. I like honey buns. <laughs> It was, it was akin to I love turtles. I love what the turtles thing. It was a, it was a, that was like a vine, like oh years ago. Little kid getting interviewed by the local news person, oh, and he has his face painted painted like a skull. <laughs> He's like, I love turtles. I love turtles. Yes, that's like that. There's that TikTok going around. That's the the lady saying, "My lord, a snapping turtle." <laughs> <laughs> gets me every time oh my goodness i love the internet yeah and then but the moment i knew that marshall mcconaughey was going to win the entire competition was when i think it was bobby bells may have been you i've been getting these wrong bobby i think asked him if there was if santa only gave a christmas gift to one person who should he give it to asked him that you asked him that okay and then he's he thought about it for a minute. I was like, he can't come up with anything. And finally he said, my mom. Yeah. And all of the girls in the room were like, oh. Yeah, was, I was like, he won it. He won it. It's he over. Did it. He did it. <laughs> and Jack immediately sitting right next to me again goes, he's the Rizzler. He's the- <laughs> <laughs> he was like, unstoppable yeah. Riz. And my mom called me out. Yes. Again, my mom was there at our Young yeah. Life event for whatever reason. I'm hosting in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> just like i don't know what she thinks of me as a human at 29 like right you, you know she was a nurse for 40 years almost 30 everybody guys it's almost t's birthday is it yeah but, get yourselves ready um and it's just it's just one of those things where like i don't know what my mom thinks i do <laughs> whatever she thought youth ministry was it's really funny that's great welcome to ancient new everybody this is a a podcast where we talk about the scriptures and um last week thomas drove us towards christmas and this week he's driving us right back out of the <laughs> turn around <laughs> he's, he's pulling the e-brake cutting the wheel and <laughs> don't make me turn this bus around so take us there t not to christmas okay yeah take us somewhere else um we're gonna be in first peter one whoa who's excited about this this week there it is. Oh, he's done it. He's done it. First Peter chapter one. <laughs> when those guys just do that, that was so funny. He's done it. Just like <laughs> an Olympic <laughs> announcer. As, as soon as you yawn, it just makes me think of Eric Rice. Yeah, he, oh, he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> they had so many little things like that. that were just pricelessly funny. There's no way they still listen to this. Eric Rice does not listen to this. Anymore. No, no, I don't. I don't know if he ever did. He did because he would always text us and say, "There's the yawn." He's the one who would point out how I yawned every week. I was just keeping the. We've been going. doing this a long enough time that there's probably been plenty of people who have forgotten that it exists and then been like, "Oh my goodness, this looks yeah. like a cool podcast," and forgot they ever listened. To I it. saw somebody wearing our merch the other day. We have merch. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've talked about this. Oh. <laughs> um. All right. In verse three, I think. There's there's a cool thing that I've found in this, okay? It's yeah. not like a nugget. It's just like okay. there's a bit of a theme. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit of a theme in this that I found. And there was a – I read a verse differently than I've ever read it before. Ooh, I love when that happens. So, um, and I actually just tried to do like a Greek word study on it. Wow. And I did not – I don't 
I realized I'm not proficient enough to do it. So, <laughs> so anyways, we you get there. Yeah, we Lee and I are currently in like chapter eight of a Greek course. Yes, or with, chapter nine with Thomas's wife and Christy yeah. Fox. So we're we're learning some some biblical Koine Greek. Our professor is Tom Job. Yeah. So yeah, you know we're we're proficient in some things, but yeah. not many. You can you can parse a noun like nobody's business. Well, I thought I could, and I just tried to. <laughs> well, let's do this. I was trying to figure out what this is. Seriously, I, like, there's in verse seven. There's a thing that happens, and I was trying to figure out what. Um, <laughs> we have to contend with Lee's dog. It's really fun. Yeah, she wants the mic. Um, I was trying to figure out what <laughs> a phrase was. Uh, referring to which okay. noun it was referring to okay so if if it's what i think it is it changes like the a, way i read like it a prepositional phrase yeah okay so if it's what i think it is it changed a little bit the way i've read oh, it which is sure. cool tell us everything well i don't know that i just anyways here we go praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade this inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by god's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time in all this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise glory and honor when jesus christ is revealed okay i'm gonna stop there okay sorry i i woke up with a stuffy nose this morning which is just fantastic yeah um <laughs> it's like all i've had luckily for you don't three have to weeks. sing for your livelihood yeah <clears throat> For three weeks, I've had some type of post-nasal drip, and now it has, it has moved to the front of my face as opposed to the back. Nice. So my throat doesn't hurt anymore, but Good. my nose can't smell things. <laughs> um, so uh, there was a theme through this, which was the idea of an inheritance, and then in verse 7, he brings in uh, gold. So like, you're, you're thinking a thing in our earthly brains, like about an inheritance, yeah. you know, like if you, if you think about that as a human, you're thinking of a lump sum of something, whether that's like, uh, like my parents, <laughs> okay. I just remember this. This is classic. Uh, like maybe three years ago, drip their will. And like they, they revised it. They got it in writing, you know, lawyer signed off yeah. on it. It's, you know, notarized all that stuff. And about six months ago, they handed me a copy. And they were like, by the way, we gave this to your sisters about three years ago. We forgot. And here you go. <laughs> I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> I was just like, sweet. I mean, like, it doesn't change the fact that I would have gotten what I've gotten, yeah. you know, had y'all perished your tragically. Your yeah, but it was just, it was just par for the course that it was like, we forgot about you. So here you go. You're also youngest child. Yeah. Yeah. It just occurred to us. Yeah. So I don't remember the details of it. I don't, there was not like a monetary amount. It, you know, sure. it had like, you know, here's things are to be divided up this way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Part of that was, uh, you know, their home and all these things. So, but it, it was, you know, shall we, shall we cease and desist living? That's not the way you say that. <laughs> you Should we decease? Should we, there we go. Should we decease? Amongst you and your sisters, here's yeah. here's how y'all divide this up, right? So, as as a human, you you read the word inheritance and you think of yes something like that. I could be wrong, but that's just where my brain goes. Yes, and it, there's actually, I think there's multiple places where Peter refers to finances and money. And if you read the rest of this letter, and it's 
it's pretty cool. I, I've, I've been thinking differently about things recently, just as I've read them and um, paying attention to themes and things that you notice. So seven verses in to this, you, you, you read a little bit about inheritance. And then he does this thing in verse seven where he actually brings up the word gold where he, he, and you put now a physical thing in the mind of somebody who's already thinking of something like this, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. Right? So he says, these have come in reference to the trials. So, that the proven genuineness of your faith. And then he's like, whatever you would, I don't know how they would annotate that in Greek. I don't know if this is just a human element that's added to say like, you know, they put the, if you're reading along, which I don't think anybody pulls out their Bible while we're doing our podcast and reads along because I don't think we give them time to, Mm. but if you (laughs) in first Peter one, if you're in verse seven, there is a, is that a hyphen? Is that what that, that, that literary devices of your faith hyphen of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire hyphen again. And this may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Okay. It's, it's like a, it's almost like a parenthetical. Before. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a parenthesis. He, but so <laughs> this show is so low budget. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so much better than this other podcast that I pay money to listen to that has the lowest quality production I've ever heard. Like I literally want to email Brent Hubs and say, just let me produce this. It'll take 20 minutes and it can sound infinitely better than just what y'all are doing right now. And this is on air. Right. He didn't listen to our show. No. Whatever. Dude, what, should... if, what if Hubs listens? Uh, okay. So parenthetical phrase. Yeah. Parenthetical phrase. So he's talking about an inheritance, inheritance, inheritance. And then he does this thing, which, and he says beginning earlier, uh, it's an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, which I think is such a cool thing to think about. And then he comes down and he brings up the thing that we probably think about when we're thinking about inheritances, which yeah. is a lump sum of money. And he says, your faith is of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though it's refined by fire. Like gold, and this is where I was thinking about this thing right here. Yeah, We, uh, our faith, it, I don't know if it's here or I can't remember exactly where it is, where our, our faith is referred to as like being refined by fire, almost as if, go, you know. yeah. so this was an interesting thing. I always have thought about this as like our faith is being refined by fire, which is, you know, you, which is a really cool process. If you've ever watched anybody do that with gold, like you, you basically get all of it together and you, you get it very, very hot so much so that it turns to a liquid. And then the impurities rise to the surface, you wipe them off and there you go. You have your, your thing, but it requires a process that is extremely hot and, you know, you're melting down a precious metal. Something lives in your chimney, by the way. It's wind. Okay. So that's wind. Okay. Okay. The, the, the flue is open. And oh. so the wind comes down the chimney. Your flue network is open and yeah. ready for business. And At the, any it point, someone could roll up in here. It rattles the little glass door. Um, <laughs> so the, it, this is really cool process. So I've always thought about that as like, here's our, you know, our faith is this really, you know, it's a thing that's going to be, refined over time you're going to go through some hard stuff and whatever yeah but there's this thing that happens there that i haven't noticed before where peter says it perishes anyway the it goes away yeah like gold it's a cool it's a cool analogy to our faith in that it's going to get you know melted you know your impurities are going to get worn you know taken off it's going to be you're going to be worked on it's going to be tough you're going to go through these things but he sneaks in this thing to say like but that gold goes away. Yeah. Your actual inheritance never will. The wow. thing that we are, you know, we are 
we are working towards the faith that you have on this earth, the, the life that you're walking out, the trials that you're going through, they're all, they're all coming to a head and you're going to walk into this inheritance that is actually never going to go away. Yeah. Think of the thing that, you know, comes to your mind when you think of an inheritance, but let me just remind you, it's actually 20 times better than that. It's a million times better than that because yeah. even though that thing can go through a process over and over and over again, eventually it goes away because you, you spend it, you use it, whatever. Right. Someone takes it. Someone, someone uh, breaks in in the middle of the night and steals it. Whatever. Like, but our inheritance is something that's never, ever, ever going to go away. Yeah. It's never going to be taken from you. I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, it's making me think of, um, the, and, and it's making me think of First Corinthians thirteen when he gets to the end. He says, "Now these three remain: yeah. faith, hope, and love." but the greatest of these is love. Like yeah. there's a day when faith will expire and hope will expire. <laughs> you won't need hope anymore. Right. Right. Because you're going to be looking at Jesus face to face. You'll be in eternity. So it's like the, our faith is only something that exists down here. Yeah. When, when we, when we're in heaven, we won't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. So all of the work that's being, I, I love what you're saying. It's like all of the work that people put into the refinement of gold is only for now because it's going to perish. Yeah. It's going to go away. Yeah. All of the work that is going into your faith is important. That's it's all for your life. Yeah. It's not for your eternal life. Yeah. Because you won't have faith. Then. Yeah. You just will be able to look at Jesus and see him. Yeah. Faith will be irrelevant then. Right. Does the name Parker Schnabel mean anything to you? No. Okay. So there's a, someone listening to this show's ear just perked up. A lot of people were just like, I don't know what he's talking about. He probably just made that up, but there's a, there's a TV show on, um, on discovery channel. It's been on for a long time about like people who are gold, modern day gold miners in Alaska, basically. Oh, okay. And, I used to watch it a lot because I thought this is interesting. Now it makes my stomach churn because basically they just go beside a river and they dig acres of land up and oh. dig holes and strip mine it and clear it out oh just my. to find little flake. I'm just like, it's not worth it. Also, please not do this. Quit, quit destroying this place. Yeah. And he's a, you know, this kid's my age. He inherited his company from his grandfather when he was my age in high school, basically. Cool. And yeah, it's like, so he just, he's just looking for gold all the time. But the process is, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot like you are, you are digging, sluicing all these things for like, you know, you have to pay for a lot of equipment. You have to somehow like make it through the Alaskan climate. And I'm sure there's money and permits and all these things that have to happen and whatever. And just, and still like you were like digging a hole, digging a hole, digging a hole, getting deeper, deeper, deeper. And like on massive scales, right? running all these heavy rocks and dirt through water and like machines that, and you hope these little flakes that go, literally the more I talk about it, I'm like, I can't believe you are doing this for just, you know, thousands of dollars, whatever. Right. But it's a lot, a lot of work. And you're like, and again, I'm like, cool. It's going to go away. It's a lot, a lot of work. And our life here is, it's going to go away. And one day, we're going to walk into something that never will, which I think is fascinating. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I want to, I want to talk about Christmas. So let's go to the old Testament prophet Hosea. Okay. And, uh, chapter six of Hosea. Um, Oh, this is cool. 
Um, I'm going to start in just verse one of chapter six. We're just going to read a few verses, and then I want to, and then I want to hop over to Luke chapter one. Oh, yeah, we're going to make a connection. Come, a rainbow. Connection. Let us re- come. Let us return to the Lord. He's torn us to pieces, but He will heal us. He has injured us, but He will bind up our wounds. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, He will restore us, that we may live in His presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Okay, a couple things. This is a really interesting prophecy of the incarnation, of God becoming a human being in the form of a little baby that his parents named Jesus. And, um, there's so many cool things about this. Like the, it's like when you just think about what you know about Jesus, that like on the third day he will restore us, you know, stuff like that. But there's also cool things like I've been thinking it's, it's only like November or sorry, it's only December 6th. Is that right? Yeah. Um, but I think almost every day of this December has rained. This is a rainy December. Yeah, we needed it too. Yeah, Yeah, we we needed it. Yeah, it didn't rain in October like one day. No, Um, and like most of November. Most of November. Yeah, it was like the last week of November. Um, But I think it's rained pretty much every day in December, and um, and so there's something about this like um, where the where Hosea puts the winter rains right next to the spring rains. Yeah. It's really beautiful and poetic, but let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. And like, you just did a thing, maybe without even noticing it. You're like, we needed it. We needed the rain. It's been dry. And it's like, so when it came, like the lady that, um, that, that prayed during our worship service after announcements on Sunday morning, uh, Rebecca, the first thing she thanked the Lord for was the rains that we had gotten that week. And there's this, and she's the lady that runs the winter farmer's market. So it's like, you know, she'd be loving some rain so that people can grow some stuff, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, he'll come to us like the winter rains. It's like, there's a, there's, it's dry right at the end of fall. And then these winter rains, it's like, we need it. And because we're going to go into this dead season. And then it says, um, and then it says, he'll come to us like, like spring rains that water the earth. And it's like, man, when those first narcissists come out, you know, those first daffodils and like, boy, um, and like the, and you see those, what is it? Crocuses at the base of the, the oaks. You see like just a little purple carpet at the base of certain oak trees and stuff. And when the spring rains bring revival back to the earth, it's like, it's such a beautiful thing. And Jose is like, I know it's been tough, but he's going to come to us. Mm. And I, this, this evocative phrase of as surely as the sun rises, he will appear. And sometimes have you ever had one of those nights? that's just like, it's just so dark and you're sad. And then like when the sun rises, everything just feels different. Your perspective has changed. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay. So with all bearing all that in mind, let's look at Luke chapter one real quick. Um, the priest Zechariah was visited by the angel Gabriel who told him that he was going to have a son named John. And, um, 
he had a hard time accepting that information. And so he was given a little gift of, you're not going to say anything for nine months. And then when the, when the baby was born, um, people wanted to name him Zechariah after his dad. And Elizabeth said, no, his name is going to be John. And they're like, you don't have any relatives named John. And so they turned to his dad. What do you say? And he wrote on his little tablet. Um, his name is John. And, um, <clears throat> as soon as that happened, he burst into a song. He burst into this amazing song. And part of the song he's talking about his son, John the Baptist, like, uh, like in verse 76, and you, my child, he's talking to John the Baptist, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Boom, clear as a bell. Like what, what John is going to do and what Jesus is going to do. Um, and then this amazing verse, which I believe he has Hosea 6 in his brain when he says this especially when you think about like the spring rains and stuff that Hosea was talking about because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. Are you kidding me? It's It's like, you're totally like you've been silent for nine months and it is, you're thinking about the fact that the Messiah is coming. And he's probably thinking about all these verses in the, and throughout the scriptures that he could have talked about that, prepare us for the birth of the Messiah or for the coming of the Messiah. And this is the one that he landed on was like, it's been tough, but he's going to come. He's going to come like the sun rising, like at the end of a dark night, the sun rises and you have a feeling that like everything's going to be okay. Mm. I'm going to be able to see my way around and I'm going to be able to live another day. That's cool. I wonder, so you probably know this. Do you know what scholars say Jesus was probably actually but like what month he was actually born in we, you know we put it December 25th whatever yeah, which was yeah the, the the history of that is bizarre yeah I don't know that anybody's in total agreement okay I mean you you will definitely if you google it you'll find some dudes yeah sometimes you'll first find, google says early to mid April yeah um, sometimes sometimes you'll find these flat earthers that have a date you know yeah 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 and like, this is it's really well, bizarre yeah, I just read who says that anyways okay yeah. um it's just interesting. I, I, I think it's such a cool thing. Obviously, Zechariah would know that scripture extremely well, yeah. being, uh, being who he was. But also, I just had the inkling to think, like, what if it was a, a rainy winter day, a rainy yeah. spring day, wow. and he was just like, it just... Yes. Because he, you know, John was born a few months before Jesus. Right. And it just, it, I was just like, man, if it, you know, if we found out that he was born in yeah, April... Six. May and you're like, wait, that would be like right when he's talking about, but that's right. It's just a cool, it's a cool thought to think about like, uh, what, like just Zechariah, like what pinged his heart into that? Was it the, wow. yeah. Like if, if John the Baptist was a rainy winter day yeah. and Jesus was born on a, on, and, and then Jesus is going to be, so then he's projecting knowing where Mary is in her term. Cause yeah. Mary lived with him for mm. Mary lived with him and Elizabeth for a part yeah. of that time. And then knowing like, wow, our baby's coming in the winter. Your baby's coming in the spring. Whoa. That's really just cool. Who, we're speculating. Yeah, obviously we're speculating. But speculating. It's, it's pretty cool. But there's a meta thought here about just like what uh, – into like the idea that this could ping a scripture in his mind. And like what is uh, – like that's something I want to more often be better at. Like just – 
certain things throughout my day pinging scriptures. And like, this is this is like a big zoom out. I'm, I'm zooming away from yeah. Christmas. I'm zoom, I'm yes. zooming away from the specific story. But like, Thank and we're going. and we're and we're speculating, of course. But like, let's just say it was. Let's say it was a a rainy winter's day, and he connected dots that he hadn't previously connected, even though this was prophesied to him and all those things. But just uh, or this was told. This is revealed to him by by an angel. But like. What if all of a sudden he just like everything aligned and he saw Whoa. he saw a prophecy revealed and he was like, well, wait a second, this makes sense. So I I love what you're saying right here and this is getting me so excited. It's going so much farther beyond even what I was thinking. And I like there's a thing that happens in me and a few minutes ago Thomas was talking about a um, a deer that was in my backyard and we're we're looking out this big picture window in my backyard right now and there are often often deer back here some every now and then you'll see a buck but it's almost always does um and there's a thing that happens in me and it happens a lot because we live in oak ridge and there are a cabillion deer in oak ridge Mm -hmm. but every time i see a white-tailed doe i think of genesis chapter 50 that's cool and genesis chapter 50 jacob is blessing his sons on basically on his deathbed and he says to his son naphtali he says, Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Mm, cool. And, you know, it's just like, I heard Tom talk about this scripture one time when I was probably in college. And he was like, so what does that blessing mean? And he's like, I don't know. But he was like, when you, he was like, when I'm on my run and I look over in the woods and a doe is just, just looks at me and then takes off. Mm. And that white tail goes up, this big yeah. splash of white. It's like, there's... And he's like, and you see the way they jump and you see how agile they are and how gracefully they move. And it, he said, it's just a gift in my day. Mm. It's just a, it's just a moment of gift yeah. that makes me also like praise the Lord. Like, wow, look how you designed that animal. It's yeah. so skillful and athletic and, and graceful and, and light on its feet. It's not mm. pounding around like a hippopotamus. And, you know, and, and it just, he said, I just, I feel like when I read that Jacob was saying to Naphtali, like you show up in people's day and you're like a gift. Yeah. And I'm like, what a beautiful thing to say to someone. That's cool. Yeah. But I think about that. So all that to say, every time I see a doe, I think about Genesis chapter 49. I'm sorry. I said 50. It's Genesis chapter 49. Yeah. And, um, and I, I want, I want my literacy with this and my connection with this book to grow so that almost Every moment of the day, something happens that draws me into right. something Jesus said, you know? And the there was a guy at church the other day who is having trouble bending over. And he he got he made it up to church, but he couldn't get the strap of his shoe on, around his heel. Huh. And so there was nobody in the lobby when he walked in. And I was getting another cup of coffee, and he was like, Lee, come over here, come over here. He was like, can you help me with the strap of my sandal? And I was like, yeah. And so like I bent down and like I touched his foot and I, and it, I just thought about like John chapter 13. I wasn't washing his feet. Right. It was just, right, it was right. just the clearest, yeah. like, oh my goodness. It yeah. was, it was because I'm actually touching this man's foot. Right, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. It was so sweet. Yeah. And it was just like, and I thanked the Lord, like, thank you for giving me a moment. It's yeah. so clear that yeah. I get to serve somebody. It's cool. Like that. Yeah. It's, we, we live in such a, some, some of our, some of our theology is kind of wonky where we live just because we, you know, we live in the Bible belt, but you know, how many times have you grown up hearing like 
it's thundering outside. God's up there bowling with yeah. it. You know, and you're just like, <laughs> but then you think about Elijah at the mouth of the cave and it's like, right. it wasn't the storm. It wasn't any of those things. It was, right. a, it was a, it was a gentle breeze. Mm. Like, what if, you know, the next time you just, you get kissed by a, a breeze, you're like, oh, I'll never forget that you will never leave me or forsake me. Like I'm, you know, I'm taking, I'm in, I'm incorporating another scripture in that, but like, it's just, I don't know. That's such a cool, just a cool thing to think. Yeah. About. It, it's like the, the more, the more in concert we are with this gift of the scriptures that the Lord has given us, the, the more our hearts will be pinged by yeah. him yeah. all throughout the day. Right. Right. Beautiful. It's cool. I love it. Yeah. Tomorrow morning I'm going to, uh, I'm hopefully going to get up and go stand in a river. It's going to be 28 degrees. I can't wait. But it's just, you know, going to think about being led by quiet waters. And if I inevitably catch a fish, I'm going to think about how, like, you did that for for all your guys all the time. That's right. You gave him fish all the time. It's so cool. How can I not accept this as a gift from you? He liked to fish. I love it. That's great stuff. Um, hopefully, um, Hopefully, we'll get our tree up soon and we'll really be in the Christmas spirit. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient and New. Merry Christmas. In a manger lay, stranger to the world, I was just a baby laid in a manger so I could seat you on my throne. Precious little child. Son of the God of love I came to show you the way Come and follow me Lay your burdens down Thank you.